Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, November 9th, show number 306. I'm Fly Scott. <laughs> it's Jeez. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller coming at you live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing Racing for First Responders, Dave Kemmer Studio. And we are in the process of becoming part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Which is pretty exciting. Yeah. I've had to do a lot of uh, things to get us uh, going there. No, so don't, ma- don't let me forget, I need to get a headshot of you before okay, we leave. Yeah. No no major changes, though, right? Oh, no. no nothing will change as far as the no, listener. No, nothing that our... our loyal listeners will ever notice other than uh, i'll say uh, part of the evergreen podcast network at the beginning and end of the show uh the live broadcast will be the same on twitter facebook and youtube and uh, the only difference anybody would notice uh, will be if you're listening to us on the podcast uh, there might be some extra commercials on, on, on whatever podcast yeah, on apple you, apple podcast you spotify yeah and right. you won't have to change anything to uh, still get us uh, on that, everything will be the same. Like I said, the only difference you'll notice is maybe a commercial, extra commercial here or there, which is just fine because that's going to make us multi-millionaires. Exactly. Yes, we've only been doing this for seven, six, six, seven years. Yeah. I don't know. Three hundred nine shows. Three hundred and six shows. Yeah, you're looking no, at it there's a couple down. spare ones. Oh, that that's I, true. Yeah. yeah, official shows. There's three hundred six. Right. Uh, hashtag DCR in the comments of our Facebook Live or the uh, YouTube Live for a chance to win a uh, hammer down racing report sticker and we're back to uh dale dropped off some stuff uh, as you may know if we have uh, some new set dressing a, a very backdrop yes very quarter own. panel with uh, the hammer down race report logo on it and uh we also have the limited edition stickers that's not going to work Ooh. let's do this here the limited edition hammer down racing report uh window sticker car sticker whatever sticker it's a sticker you can stick it wherever yeah. you want it doesn't have to be a window uh but whatever just hashtag DC. Certainly put it on your race car. You could, and then uh, take no. a picture of it, send it to us. You'll be part of the uh, Hammer Down Racing Army. Will Will those that sticker also, this will count. also get someone into the Hammer Down? Yeah, this will count. Army. Oh, that, that's cool. This is the special edition one. We have yeah, that's uh, cool. uh, probably enough to get through the uh, the winter before he's got to make uh, special okay. edition twenty twenty four stickers. Okay. So and, and then uh, so if you get one of these, you will officially be special. Yes, let's just go with that. Uh, We'll do that drawing later on in the show, so stick around for that. Also, we'll be giving away some Big D's Pizza uh, with uh, how many. Tonight on the show, though, it is uh, Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway Champions Night. We had uh, originally, uh, originally we were going to go with uh, five of our uh, six champions, and then uh, Justin just got a hold of me right before the show, so we'll be talking to him as well. So we have uh, Ron Allen, the late model sportsman champion, Kenyon Knight, uh, street stock A main champion, Jeremy Vanderhoof, uh, figure eight champion. We'll get him on the phone. Uh, Ian, uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Jezelo. Jezelo. Okay, that's what uh, somebody else was telling me, but yes. I I, pref- I want to say Jezilo, though. It looks like a Jezilo. I'm sorry. You're wrong again. I am. Uh, Ian Jezzelo, Street Stock B-Main winner, Josh Bunning, uh, Factory Stocks champion, and uh, Justin Schroeder will be joining us later on. Uh, A few of our guests will be on the phone. A few of them uh, will be on the screen here as well. So looking forward to that. We'll get them on here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Before that, i got to mention freeze frame photos. Give uh, Charlie a call for all your racing photo needs. Now racing season may be over, but uh, you can still order. 
uh, things. Uh, he, I believe he's got uh, gift certificates as well. So right. uh, if you don't know what to get, that racing uh, fan, racer, whatever in your family, you can always get a gift certificate or you can get some uh, custom-made magnets, can koozies, tumblers, uh, the 2024 calendars. He had some uh, on his uh, Facebook page I today. I saw that. Uh, some examples of the champions from Oakshade. So uh, you can get a custom calendar made. Uh, you get to choose all the pictures, anything you want. Or if you need help, Charlie will help you do that as well. He'll help you pick all those. Uh, and he will be at the uh, Oakshade Awards gathering. Yes, he will be uh, set up at the Oakshade Banquet selling pictures there as well. You could also, I'm sure, order It's not any a banquet, it's the awards. I'm sorry, it's, it's the, the awards, awards gathering. gathering. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yes. Uh, so uh, don't forget to uh, get your sponsors a little something if you're a racer. And uh, like I said, perfect uh, perfect gift for the racer in your family. It is. Yeah. It's a freeze frame photo, special moments frozen in time. Call Charlie, 419-476-9978. And also Ryan Miller Race Cars. He's got gift certificates as well. Uh, race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, rear end gear fixing. Because uh, things like, somebody keeps breaking his stuff. I did not. It just happens here. This is, I guess, part of my rear end gear. That's Apparently, this is not supposed to be in three pieces. That's, that's the that's cross pin that holds his mini spool in place. So, he was very fortunate that it wedged in place. Apparently, that's bad, is what, yeah. is what I'm being told. Yeah. Uh, so give Ron a call, 734-856-7223 for all your racing needs. Also got to thank Oakshade Raceway, Dominator Race Products, and DCR Graphics sponsoring the show tonight. Got a little bit of uh, action to recap from last week before we talk to our Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway champions. So let's do our racing roundup. Racing roundup. So the World of Outlaw, NASA Energy Drink, uh, Sprint Car Series and the uh, Case Construction Late Metal Series in action at uh, the World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte this past weekend. A lot of racing action. Thursday in the uh, NASA Energy Drink uh, Sprint Car Series action, David Gravel picking up the win. Friday was Brent Marks. And then the uh, main show on Saturday, Brad Sweet. Uh, and Brad's been in the news a lot this week. <laughs> we'll be talking uh, a, a lot about that a little bit later in the show as well. A lot of announcements, the high limit uh, sprint car series, now the high limit racing, I guess they're just calling it high, high limit racing, uh, has made regarding uh, their purchase of the all-star circuit of champions. They've kind of announced some of their intentions and things. And um, we'll and, get to that a little bit later because that's a whole another can of worms. acquisition that we'll talk about later in the show um, that is shocking. We'll talk about it okay. later, Scott. I'm, I'm Don't look at me like that. I like it when you bring stuff to the table. Uh, in uh, Case Construction Late Model Series action at the World Finals, it was Mike Marler picking up the win on Thursday. Ricky Thornton Jr. won Saturday. And uh, the main event on – or Ricky Thornton won on uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, Bobby Pierce, though, winning the championship in the World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Model Series. And uh, I forgot to mention, Brad Sweet also was the champion there for the uh, NASA Energy right. Drink Sprint Car Series. So congratulations to them. NASCAR also wrapped up their season at uh, Phoenix Raceway this past weekend. Christian Eckes, uh, he won a, a pretty crazy truck series yeah. race out there. It was like four overtimes or something. Yeah. Uh, How um, many do we have? Yeah. As many as it takes. Ben Rhodes uh, picking up the championship there in the truck series. Xfinity series action, it was uh, Cole Custer winning the, way, the race and the championship. By the way, Rhodes is out of uh, Thorsport in Sandusky, Ohio. And I saw an announcement today. Yeah? 
that uh, he's going to be running the, is it the Vores Compact Series? I think it's the Vores Compact Series. Really? On the 17th of August. I'm doing this by memory. I think yeah. that's what it is. Next year, 2024. At, at, at Sandusky Speedway. Speedway. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they just uh, posted that this afternoon. I forgot to write that in the. Well, the he can paper. come in the real back gate then. Yes. Not just the back gate, but the real back. I mean, just through the cornfield. Oh, I got you. From Thorsport? Yeah. I got you. Uh, also, in Cup Series action, Ross Chastain became the uh, first non-champion winner in the championship race since uh, they went to the uh, Final Four format right. there. And uh, I kind of was waiting for his interview. <laughs> but <laughs> it was all Ryan Blaney because Blaney, of course, won the championship. And then, I don't know, did they ever talk? I Tuned they out did. finally. Oh, they, they did, did finally get the yeah. Ross? Okay. It so, wasn't a real in-depth one, but... It's it, like, uh, here, smash a watermelon. Yay! And job. he did. Okay. Other notes, uh, Rusty Schlenk took his modified down to a Mountain Motor Complex in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Took the feature win Saturday night, his first uh, modified feature win. And I believe he's selling that car now. <laughs> so, and uh, on Sunday... Uh, crazy race there, too. It seems like a lot of these uh, ASA and CRA things uh, have been a little bit crazy toward the end of the season. But uh, William Sawalich, who we had on the show about a month ago right. now, he became the longest, youngest driver to win the All-American 400 at Nashville Speedway on Sunday. Survived a big crash that took out a, a bunch of the front runners. Uh, Ty Majeski finished 11th. He claimed the ASA Stars National Tour title. Right. So, Did you watch any? see any of that? I did not. See any of the highlights? No. Okay. Do you have any of those? I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, how about uh, how about we bring our guests in? Since I think they're waiting, we got a, a few of them here in the green room, and then uh, we got to get uh, at least one on the uh, phone here. So let's start popping everybody in here. We got Brian Allen, Josh Bunning, uh, and I got to scroll down here. Kenyon Knights down here. All right, hi guys. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hello. Hi. Got a little bit of uh, feedback. I'm not sure with who. Hold on a second. Let me try something. Let's mute that one for a minute. Check, check, check. Nope, it's not Ron. Check, check, check. It's Josh. <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have any headphones you can put on, Josh? No, no earbuds. Yeah, we'll we'll be all right. We'll interview. We'll we'll talk to Josh first. Okay, we'll okay, we'll do that. We'll do but that, uh, you talk to Josh. Josh. I have. Uh, we'll get Jeremy uh, Vanderhoof on the phone. Okay, here. Josh, you had a really great year. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the high and low points of that. Just uh, uh, biggest thing running that quarter mile. Uh, pretty much uh, taking your time and patience out there, and uh, there's a lot of beating and banging, and uh, people uh, get really. Can we turn him up a little bit, Scott? Hang on, Josh. Uh, Try now. You there, Josh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just got to take your time and patience out there on that track. That's all it takes. And uh, a lot of beating and banging on that little quarter mile. And uh, just, just pretty much it's what, what I did all year, just taking my time. And uh, starting up front kind of helped out a little bit too. But other than that... Uh, I saw some victory lane photos of your car, uh, and boy, they it doesn't look like you did a lot of beating and banging. Not me. I try to keep my I try uh, being a fairly clean racer out there, and uh, try to keep my car looking decent as possible. 
Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes, sir. Hey, it's uh, Hammerdown Razor Report. You're on with uh, the rest of the champions here. Sounds good. All right. Hey, Tech, we're talking to Josh right now. Okay. So, uh, Josh, I had to, something to ask you here. Um, how hard was it for you to earn the, the, the Factory Stock Championship this year? And, you know, what does it mean to you to, to pick up that championship? Uh, means a lot. Uh, started racing on that quarter mile back when I was 15. That was back in 2001, I think, my first year running. And uh, it means a lot. Uh, I know my dad, he had passed away. He'd be very proud of what I did. And he always... Uh, he always was there cheering on me and Matt, and he wasn't there for Logan and Aiden, but I'm sure he would be very happy and proud of them, too. Well, you've got a lot of family uh, that's racing now, and uh, your dad raced, too, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, raced uh, figure eights back in the day. That's before I was born, so. So how, how cool was it to uh, pick up the win in the final race of the season as well? Uh, it was good. Uh, I had my first goal was just to go out there. All I had to do is pretty much start the race. My goal was actually just uh, ride around, and then the uh, door kind of opened later in the race, and found myself in victory lane. Cool. All right, Josh, hang tight. I want to turn to uh, Jeremy here for just a second. Uh, Jeremy, first uh, figure eight championship since 2011. Um how disappointed, though, were you to miss out in, in getting both championships in the, the figure eights and the street stocks this year, just by one point in the street stocks? Yeah, um, obviously we wanted to win them both. Um, got great sponsors for both cars, and <clears throat> you try to do the best you can for both of them, but Kenyon Knight, uh, he, had a, he had a great season. The kid just never made a mistake, and uh, we had a, a part failure in the Hunter Lapper that just sealed the deal for him, and he just stayed consistent week in, week out, and he was very deserving. Um, so, yeah, it's disappointing when it's a part failure that that decides that for you. But, you know, I mean, it, it just is what it is. It seems as though every champion has that one bad night where something goes wrong. Um, but it, it, it didn't seem to uh, slow you down a lot. No, I mean, we. At, you know, first things first, we go there, I want to win the race. That's, you know, I try not to point the race. You, you try not to get caught up in that. If, you, if you're if you winning races, the, the points are usually there. But we just had that one part failure in the street stacks that uh, took us out. And then in the figure eight side of it, we just stayed consistent and uh, probably didn't always have the fastest car in the figure eight division, but we were very consistent and, uh, finished every race and and that's that's how that felt. how many how many wins on the season jeremy um i think i won one in the figure eight race i think i won four in the three stacks so which uh, which champ if you if you could only win one of the championships which would you choose would it have been the figure eight or the three stacks um i mean they're equally as as good um I believe it's harder to win in the street stock division. You got 24 drivers in the A main every night, and uh, every, you know the top 15 are separated within two to three tenths of each other. So I feel like that is a harder one to win. But 
then again, I feel like the figure eight car is a harder car to drive and be fast in. So it has a, its balance. Um, a lot of great drivers in the figure eight division. The car counts not what we want it to be, but it takes a special group of people that, uh, you know, to run the figure eight week in and week out. And uh, most of it is, you know, us kids now, like my dad raced, and then now I'm racing with, you know, kids that my dad raced with their dads. And then, you know, now I believe my son hopefully will be starting next year and hopefully we can just keep it going with, with, uh, you know, our kids and family and get more cars out there. What's, what would your kid be starting in? Would he be in the figure eights or street stock? Yeah, we go straight to figure eight. It's the hardest thing, hardest thing to drive, hardest thing to learn. If you can, be good in that then the other stuff is easier i feel you uh gain a lot of uh good habits in the figure eight division as far as you're constantly looking ahead um there's a lot more going on you're not just driving off the front of your hood um so i wanted to learn at the hardest level of i think driving wise that flat rock that we do Flat Rock Speedway announced that uh, for the 25 season, they're going to be repaving the track. Is that going to make a big difference? Um, I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> it's going to make everyone faster, but it's still going to make the bottom faster than the top. I mean, the track is old and wore out. It don't have a lot of grip, which makes it difficult. But, I mean, if you repave the whole thing, then the whole thing's good you leave it old and the whole thing's bad. I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is for for that. I, I mean, I think it does need repaved. I think it'll be, will make some better racing. Um, uh, you know, and hopefully I'll make, maybe make the tires last a little longer. So you're saying you think that it's still going to be kind of bottom side dominant. Um, it's, I mean, almost every, asphalt oval track is you know in michigan there's a few where you can run up top but they have to spray pretty heavily but if you have a good fast car on the bottom i mean you're always going to be on the bottom and and running and that's just how it always is and always going to be especially like in the street stocks when everyone's separated within two to three tenths you need to be a good solid three to five tenths quicker than someone just to drive around them on the outside Gotcha. Jeremy, stick around. I want to move on to uh, Kenyon here. Uh, Kenyon Knight picking up the uh, championship in the street stock A main, beating uh, Jeremy here by, uh, well, Jeremy finishing in second. Uh, your dad, uh, 2001 champion, how, how big a part of he, how part, big a part did he play in this year's uh, championship? <laughs> he played a, a very big part because um, he, well, he's my, he's my number one help. I mean, he's, I don't really have many other people to help me during the week with the car. So, you know, for the times I can't get out there and work on it, he's always out there to fill in and I can really trust him and count on him to uh, help me and uh, put together a really good race car every weekend. Now, it's, I, I guess you didn't win any uh, features this, this year, but uh, it, is it still satisfying to win the championship despite not uh, picking up any wins? Well, I, I picked up a non-points win on the, the bus night, the last race of the year. Okay. Um, but, uh, no, I, I think it's actually uh, – I think it makes the championship a little bit better because uh, it's just the consistency and how we 
always just tried to finish as good as we can every week and consistency um, is king yeah no i i totally believe that now <laughs> after picking that up without winning a race during the point season gotcha. um, how, how long have you been racing this is my first full year in street stocks wow, that's last good. year i did half the year and i got a rookie of the year last year missing the first five races and then i raced factory in stock and uh enduro mm-hmm. i was uh, 14 to about 18 years old gotcha i'm gonna ask everybody this but uh, right now uh talking to, to you kenyon race i mean i guess you haven't raced that much yet but uh do you enjoy point racing a lot of racers especially uh ones that have, have done it for many years are not big fans of of racing for points well at the beginning of this year we had no intention of point racing and, and that's also the- something that everybody <laughs> says <laughs> We we actually just had this uh, the intention of just learning and making the car better, and then all of a sudden I look at the points and I'm in second behind Jeremy, and I'm like, oh well, I can't turn back now. I just got to go for it. And you know, Jeremy, Jeremy and I, we we were always really good racers together. And I, I gotta say, he he wasn't easy to uh to to uh, beat. And um, if that incident didn't happen in the hundred lapper, it would have been a pretty close one. Because uh, in the 100 lapper, I was actually in last place at one point while he was in third. And I was uh, pretty nervous there because uh, I saw him going out the door. Um, it, but it was going to be uh, pretty tough getting around him. But uh, we just had to go for it, and we just stayed consistent and you know stayed with him and stayed with everyone else up front. And consistency, that's what got us these, uh, this championship. Got it done. All right. Stick around. Uh, Ron, uh, you've been running since, what, uh, the, the, the 70s? <laughs> well, not not quite that long. But, yeah, 1980 was my first full year. I thought it was 79. Well, 79 was your first race, right? 79 was my okay. first race at Toledo, yes. Wow. So, uh you know, 143 feature wins between Toledo and Flat Rock. Uh, your 11th late model sportsman championship. Uh, does the championship still mean a, a lot to you? Or, you know, does it just kind of get uh, diluted after winning so many? Well, it never gets diluted winning races or the championship. Uh, you know, that just shows that we're still competitive after all these years. And, uh, you know, just just winning is is always a plus. Okay. Um, so, was there uh, any special celebration after earning your seventy fifth uh, late model sportsman feature win uh, back in August this year? No, not really. You know, because uh, if you want to keep winning, you just got to keep you know working on the car, making sure the car's right. Um, you know, I got I got a great crew in Mike, Jimmy, and uh, another guy that spots for me and keeps everything happy. We call him Jamie Casper Moore. Um, so, you know, that's as any other people on the show will tell you. You know, you take that victory and then you go home and you prep the car for the next one. Gotcha. So, uh, how do you feel about points racing? <laughs> I'm over it. Um, <laughs> you know, 
and and I'll second exactly what Kenyon said. Uh, we were not going point racing this year. We were looking at different racetracks to go race. And then the year just started off so well. We made some updates on the car over the winter. And we ended up winning the first three races in a row. And Jim Froling and Howard Kelly had a bad, pretty bad night at Flat Rock. And next day I knew I was in the point lead. So all of a sudden it shifted gears on what we wanted to do. Now, I understand the uh, the car count's been a, a little bit low in the late model sportsman class as well. Uh, any any ideas uh, what can be done to, to bring those numbers up? Well, there's a lot of ideas. Uh, I've talked with Ron Drager and them a bit. Um, it's just really tough right now. You know, a lot of people are scared or can't afford to run Toledo Speedway. So that, that makes it tough on our car count. But uh, I do talk with them. I've got some ideas, but it's just a tough situation right now because of where the sportsman cars have gotten to. I was going to ask you, Ronnie, um, mid-1980s, the, that sportsman class was huge. Um, if they went back to a rules package similar to that, uh, would that class come back? You know, I, I've had a lot of ideas that to make it come back. But as you know, Ron, you're, you're in the business. Um, Toledo's hard. It's hard on it a motor. Um, and, you know, it's such a catch-22. To get cars, you got to have a higher payout. To get a higher payout, you got to get more people in the stands. You're not going to get more people unless you get more cars. So it's really a tough situation right now. It is. No question about it. We uh, we talked with Jeremy Vanderhoof for a few minutes and uh, talked. He's still about, here. Yeah, we t- we talked about uh, the repaving of Flat Rock. What are your thoughts on that? Good, bad, or not going to change? Well, I got to echo his thoughts. It's not going to change. Um, you know, like he said, you repave the whole track. You're making the whole track with more grip and faster and especially the street stock class we are so close in that class it makes it really super hard to pass um i had a suggestion that i made to ron drager um maybe it wasn't feasible i don't know um but i wish my personal thought was to only pave the second and third groove in the corners only because that's where the guys are losing grip. Well, that'd sure be a lot cheaper than paving the whole place. (laughs) Yeah, it would. But, you know, like I said, I don't know everything about it. I know the track is extremely wore out. So maybe it just wore out to the point that it has to be completely redone. I'm not sure. Was it was he open to that idea of just doing the top top lanes? Well, they listen. They listen. I'll say that okay. they listen. But he he knows you know he knows more about that racetrack than I ever will. 
So all I can do is just from being around a while, make a suggestion. But, you know, like I said, he knows the condition of the track better than I do. Gotcha. Let me get uh, Josh back in here real quick for a minute. Um, Josh, Josh, we're... You, uh, how do you feel about point racing? I wanted to get that, your opinion on that. I've been off racing since, uh, 2014. My last ran my street stock. So this is my first year back. I was, uh, that's what was my goal running for the points this year. So before probably I did like points racing, but now having kids, I kind of like the little flexibility of a small schedule. So it don't matter either way to me. It don't matter. Okay. What was uh, what was your most memorable night this past season, and why? Probably winning the championship, uh, feature win on championship night. Probably was probably the most memorable. How about racing with your brother and and your nephews? Do you race them any different than you do the rest of the guys and girls? Well, a little bit. Not much. What What are your plans for next season? I'll be back in the factory stock again, again, run for, uh, hopefully, run for another championship, hopefully. Have uh, and Corey McCoy uh, tried to get you to come out to the dirt? Yeah, he's mentioned it a few times. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I'll go watch dirt racing, but that's about as far as I'll go. Oh, you're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> All right, hang tough. Right, hang, hang tight here. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, well, how do you, how would you feel about uh, point racing? Uh, I mean, if you're going to race every week, I mean, that's you might as well commit to it. If you're going to be there every week, I mean, if you're there to win. I mean, I don't even like losing practice. So if, if, <laughs> well, so, <laughs> some, if, some, if you're going to be there every if you're going to be there every week, you might as well, you know, run as the best you can and. Uh, I try not to points race till you get to about halfway in the season. Then you start trying to make a few, you know, some strategic moves. Like in the three stock class, you know, we have the double file restart. So if you're running third, you might just stay in third. You have a restart, you let the guy in second down so you don't get stuck on the outside. It's unfortunate it's come to that, but there are some of the things you have to do. Um, as far as the figure eight went, I mean, yeah, we won the championship in that. I didn't even plan on running the full season, but like Kenyon and, and Ron said, I ended up looking at the points halfway through the year and we were sitting pretty good. So we just kept with it and then uh, just fell a little short on the street stock. But if you're there every week, you might as well run for points. So what would you say was uh, your most memorable night this past season? Uh, I mean, we had one night where we, we won both features. We won the Shree Stock feature and the uh, figure eight feature in the same night. That's so really cool. Probably that night. Um, and then we had another night where we got wrecked, tore up pretty good in the heat race, and the, the crew all worked real hard and pretty proud of the outfits and a few of the other drivers that came over and helped and went, went in the feature that night with a tore up car but in the Shree Stocks, but you know, every night's a, a memorable night. You go there. I've been going out there my whole life. You know, my dad raced. I've been there since I was born. Um, it's just, it's, I mean, I don't know what else you do on Saturday. You got to go racing. So I guess that kind of answers uh, my next question with uh, what's your plans for next season? Going to go racing? Um, yeah, I mean, 
my father-in-law, you know, Clyde, he, he raced for, for a long time and he puts me in a real good tree stock. Um, we got great, great support and sponsors for that car. So we're going to definitely be there with that one. Um, my figure eight car, I'm going to probably get start the season in it, get it going a little better than it was last year. And then I think my son's going to take over that. And then we got a four link tree stock that we're trying to play with up at Owasso. And then we picked up a sportsman car that we're going to play with. I've got a modified sitting here. If someone wants to come by it. So I don't know. We're going racing. I mean, we got cars and tracks and, and that kids are getting older and I'm getting older. You can't do this forever. So you might as well hit it when you can. All right. Before we let you go, Jeremy, uh, is there any, uh, anybody, any sponsors you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I got to I mean, first and foremost, um, on the tree stock side of things, my, my father-in-law Clyde and Max Stowen, I mean, he, he works his tail off to, to put me in a good car week in, week out. Um, we got real good sponsors on that car. I, I, I don't offhand, I don't, I'm not gonna run through it, but my, uh, my wife, she supports me racing every single weekend. We raced a lot this year, and she's there as much as I am and, and probably enjoys it more than I do at times. Um, our four children are there helping out, and uh, that's real cool to see. And then on the figure eight side of things, I got, you know, it, that's not a lot of sponsors on that car, but my Uncle Larry has been with me since I started back in 2002. And, uh... I couldn't, I mean, everything I've got and accomplished in the figure eight is, is based off of his help. And then, uh, father and son's muffler, Anthony Terrace, the guy's always helped me through all the years. Great guy. If anyone ever needs any type of muffler work, that's, that's who you need to go see. Where are they at? He's in Detroit, but, um, it's worth the drive. You're going to get the best service for, I mean, for what you do, he'll do your, I mean, he'll do, he does personal cars. We take our race cars up there, takes care of us on everything. He's a great guy, great sponsor. Um, so if anyone needs anything muffler wise, he's the guy to see. And then uh, I got to think my, our, our street stock engine builder, Dan Doyle, man, he, uh, he, he, he provides some good engines throughout all the years for, for my father and all Clyde and, and now for me. All right, Jeremy, uh, we appreciate you giving us the time here this evening. All right, thank you. Yep, we'll Thanks, see you. Sure. Jeremy Vanderhoof on the phone, and uh, we're going to get uh, Ian Jezelow on the phone, and uh, Justin Schroeder as well, outlaw late model champion. Before we do that, though, let's, uh, let's finish up with our guys we have uh, here on uh, on the screen. Uh, back to you, Kenyon. Um, were you disappointed that uh, season championship night was rained out, or were you okay with that since you had the lead? <laughs> no, I was really disappointed. It was actually, I didn't know. So at about 9 o'clock on that Saturday morning, I was out in the garage measuring tires. Um, and then uh, my dad comes in and my blow, my phone's blowing up and uh, everyone's texting me congratulations. Uh, he comes in, you're the champ. He gives me a hug. And I'm like, come on. I wanted to race. You know, I really was looking forward to racing for it. I mean, I, I felt we had a good advantage and. Um, we, I was feeling good. I felt like we were going to win that night and, uh, I really wanted to go and show everyone what I could do, but fortunately it got rained out. Um, so we partied at my, uh, uh, the crown and wet's house and enjoyed that and just partied with family. And I mean, 
yeah, I was disappointed that at first, but I got over it and it set in, and then I I was pretty happy the rest of the night. Did I see that you're uh, you're from Rochester Hills? Yes. Yeah. That's where I that's where I went to. I went to Rochester Adams. No. Oh. Right there, Tinkin and Adams. So. Shout out to the Rochester people. There you go, Brad Keselowski. I don't know where yeah. the hell he was from, but well, he's from Rochester Hills too. But I don't know where yeah. he lived. Um, so what uh, what are your plans for for next season, Kenyon? Oh, uh, we're just gonna we're gonna go back. We're trying we're gonna try to win the championship again. Maybe pick up some more race wins. We're we're redoing the car this winter, so we're gonna come back uh, strong and uh, use what we learned this past year and uh, go to the first race really really strong and just try to stay consistent, win some more races, and we're going to try to get that championship again. So what, what night would you say would be the most memorable for you? Uh, was it the night that was rained out, or was it the night you got the uh, the win? Uh, I, I have a lot of nights that are memorable, <laughs> like the the 100 lapper. Uh, I, was at, I was in last place about halfway through the race because me and another driver got tangled up, and, and then I came back and finished fifth after that. That was a great night. I was super happy, and... Another memorable night is uh, after I got the points lead and ran the sportsman race at Flat Rock, and I started on the pole and got to race with Ron for about two laps before he uh, blew my doors off in his late <laughs> model. <laughs> well, it was it was great experience. It was a great night. First time racing with a spotter in my ear, um, and uh, that was a really memorable night. Uh, my spotter was uh, my uncle Steve Cronowitz Jr. Um, so he I was, forget he was you guys have spotters. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, that was, that was pretty good. Uh, he was telling me this 69 car is coming and I was like, Oh, I thought I'd have a little more time, but you know, he's fast. He's really fast. And that, that was really nice. And then uh, another, probably the most memorable night was the, my win. That was a tough night started on the pole, but car wasn't really working with us. So they had, had to hold off some fast guys, Johnny Wrangle. And he was, he was, uh, putting the pressure on me, but we got it done and, Basically, every race was memorable. I mean, this year was great. So do you do you see yourself uh, doing this uh, long-term? You committed to to racing? Yeah, I would like to do street stocks for a little while longer and hopefully get into something later on down the road. But right now, I want to – I have a goal. I've got to beat my dad's uh, win number of uh, 14, 13 or 14 wins. So I've got to uh, – I want to beat that and then move on, hopefully. Any uh, Any – any uh, motivation to uh, do some dirt track racing? No. Okay. I'm all right. I like. Uh, see, see there, Scott. He's, I like. He's turning, young still. He's young. <laughs> I like turning left, not right. Although we do have to do it a lot <laughs> at Flat Rock because we're always loose or tight or something. So we won't be seeing you in a figure eight then. Nah, probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to give a quick shout out to your uh, sponsors? Or- uh, I have one sponsor, Ken's Golf Cart Sales and Service. I mean. It's it's my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of sponsors, if now yeah, I'm I've got an open car ready for any sponsors. Uh, Defending track wanna, champion. <laughs> if you want any great golf cart, he's the guy to go to. I mean, he'll hook you up. Great service, great golf carts too. I mean, we should start advertising some pictures of these golf carts because they're all cool. He's he's got great people who builds them for, and he's a really great guy and. You no, know, he'll take care of you. See, drivers, uh, they're not only drivers, they're salespeople. That's it. It's part of the deal. <laughs> nice. Well, Kenyon, uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, tonight. You're welcome to hang out, but uh, uh, we got to move on because I still got to get a couple more people on the phone here. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Kenyon. Hey, Ron, back to you. Uh, what uh, Were you disappointed? Well, that championship night didn't matter to you, did it, being rained out because that was flat rock? Correct, yeah. So what uh, what would you say was your most memorable race this past season? Uh, I don't know so much as it was a race. Um, like I said, we won the first three, and there, were, there was only six total. But I guess a night we were made to change some body panels on the car, and we came back out four days later is when I was told I had to change them. And we went just as fast as we did all year long. So that kind of proved a, proved a point and gave me and the crew, you know, we were happy just to prove our point that, that a simple little body panel didn't make any difference at all. Okay. So uh, what are your plans for next season? You're going to go for number 12? Uh, yeah, we probably, but, but here's, something, here's something for you, Ron. Uh-oh. And listen carefully. <laughs> I am retiring from my job this year. <laughs> and so, so that, that opens us up. Uh, we want to go run Owasso, Angola, um, you know, just kind of move around a bit now that my job won't be holding me back. And, uh, you know, like the rest, I mean, I've, I've got to thank my sponsors, you know, Churchill Transportation, Environmentals, Fast Time Racing Engines and Parts. Their motors have just been flawless for me and uh, second to none in the horsepower. Gotcha. Well, uh, we wish you best of luck in uh, where, wherever you end up uh, racing next year. You, we, you, even rent, running those other tracks, will you still uh, try to go for that late model sportsman track championship? Because I know that's not an yeah. every weekend thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've already committed back to that to run again. Um, so, so we're gonna, you know, uh, like I said, with not working now, um, it opens me up to be able to do more things. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. And Ron, we appreciate you giving us the time. Well, thank you. And thanks for the invite. Yep. Thanks, Ron. Congrats on the championship as well. Thank you. Yep. All right, Josh. Josh. Let's uh, let's finish up with you before we uh, call a couple more people here. Um, your most memorable night this past season and why? Um, it's probably, as I said earlier, probably championship night when the feature and the championship all on the same night, and then all friends and family that were there were with me to see that. And uh, what are your pl- plans for next year? You gonna still do the factory stock? Yeah, I'm gonna get back in the factory stock and uh, try running for another championship again. Well, we wish you. How hard is it to uh, to win that championship in the factory stock there? How how tough is that competition in that class? Uh, it's it's a tough class. Uh, the track being real small and kind of a little rough on that little quarter mile. It just takes a lot of patience and effort. To, get win a championship around there a lot of a lot of good talent that's been on the quarter mile some back when i first started uh jeff moran and uh james Hazlitt, 
Landon Schuster, uh, Eric Houston, a lot of them guys and uh, that I ran with, and uh, Corey McCoy also. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, yeah. Dri- good drivers on that quarter mile. Any sponsors Any you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to – I got to thank Darren Kester over Monroe Asphalt for helping me out uh, all year, and uh, 5G Auto, Auto Recycling, Dennis Futrell came on board and helped me out too. And uh, a good friend of mine, George, helped me out with some tires and fuel for the year, too. And uh, I'm hoping to get a few more next year on board to help me out a little more. Well, you've got a track championship now, so that ought to be real easy, right? Yeah. All right. Josh, we appreciate the time, and congratulations on your championship. Thank you. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you. See you. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. All right, we've gotten through two-thirds of our Flat Rock champions. Now I figure we uh, get through those, and now we'll get a couple more on the phone. I'm going to try and do two people on the phone at once. Really? I I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, we'll call Ian first here, and then we'll uh, see if we can get Justin in as well. Hey, is this Ian? It is. Hey, it's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller from the Hammer Down Racing Report. Do you think we forgot about you? Uh, no, no, I knew my turn was coming. Okay. <laughs> we wouldn't forget you. Well, we're going to try something here. I'm going to put you on hold for a second because I'm going to try and get Justin Schroeder on the on the horn as well because uh, he can only do it through the phone. So hold tight for a second, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Unless I hang okay. up on you. If I do, I'll call you right back. Okay. All right. All right, let's see if this works. Um. Oh, come on. Add call. Let me hit this. We'll probably pot that down here. And, of course, uh, Justin Schroeder is, I can't talk in really? numbers at the same time, is the uh, Outlaw Late Model track champion. Right. Ian Jezzelo. Jezzelo. Hello. Hi, is this Justin? Yes, sir. Hey, Justin, Scott Hammer and uh, Ron Miller, and actually we're, we're trying something here. We're conferencing you on with uh, Ian Jezzelo, uh, our last two champions. We just talked to everybody else, so hang tight here. I'm going to try and merge this, hopefully not hang up on you. Okay. Is everybody right. there? Is everybody here? Uh, I'm here. All right. All right. All right. Success. I heard dueling voices there, Scott. I think it's a success. So we got uh, Ian Jezzelo, the uh, Street Stock B-Main winner, and Justin Schroeder, the Outlaw Super Late Model. uh, I'm sorry, not winner, but champion uh, up there at Flat Rock Speed. We just got done talking to 
Ron, Josh, Kenyon, Jeremy. Yeah. Did I miss anybody? I think that well, was I, it. That, so. That's who we had. So now now we're you guys are, are batting cleanup here. Uh, first off, I want to say uh, congratulations to both of you on uh, the championships. And uh, we'll start off with uh, Ian here just a bit. Uh, what's it mean for you to uh, earn your third uh, Street Stock uh, B-Main championship? Uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, to be honest with you, I never thought I'd see a first one. <laughs> and uh, well, we did two in a row. And then uh, during COVID, we raced up north and got a third one. And thought that was pretty much the end of it for me. And got lucky this year. Just like everybody else said, I was not racing for points. And found myself in the lead. So, well, we got to do it now. <laughs> so how, how do you feel about point racing? You know, I I think I'm I'm over it at this point. I've, I've done it for quite a few years, and I think I enjoy visiting other facilities uh, or just you know going up north with the family sometimes, and not not being stressed out about you know going every week. So uh, go ahead, Ryan. Well, I I understand that Flat Rock is changing their point structure a little bit for next year. Uh, how's that going to go? I was not aware we were changing our point structure. <laughs> okay. I, guess I, I missed either. that note. Uh, I thought I had read something about there wasn't going to be a B-Main champion and cards were going to fall as they would. Hmm. I had not uh, heard that. that, uh, I, that I, I might yeah. be wrong. Is that breaking news? <laughs> <laughs> it would be to me. Unconfirmed breaking news. We'll, we'll go with that. Um did I see something that uh, you race at other tracks as well, Ian? Uh, yeah, I've raced uh, as far north as Kinross Speedway and as far south as Sandusky. I, I enjoy getting out there when I can. And what, have you had, what do you think about Sandusky? Yeah. Um, you know, I only get to run it for the hangover race with the way our schedule goes, but I, I still enjoy it. Ron enjoys it as well. A lot longer straightaways than what you get at home. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I'm still working on trying to figure out the right gear because uh, because it's so long. You think you you don't you don't need such a tall gear, but you, you just really got to park it to turn, or at least I do. That's it. No, and, exactly right. You've got to have a fair <clears> amount <throat> of gear to get you off the corner and just let the motor eat going down the straightaway. Now, have yeah. have you had uh, any success at any of these other tracks? Uh, Iowa Speedway won their championship in their oh. ABC class, the C division, in 2020. Um, so that they be were probably yes. the only show in town. So yeah, I've I've done done okay. All right, uh, Justin, uh, congratulations to you on uh, your championship. Um, kind of a, a close uh, point battle going down to the wire there. Uh, uh, Ten points over uh, Paul Pelletier. Uh, how big? Uh, how big of? Uh, how 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 big was it that the uh, championship night was rained out? Were you disappointed? Um, I mean, a little bit. You are to race it out, obviously. Um, if you're on my end of the stick, you really don't care, obviously. But, uh, you know, as a racer, you want to race it out and show everybody, you know, that you're the champ for a reason. But, um, you know, like the last race that we ran before that, I kind of looked at the points and um, was close. And then I looked and saw, oh, there's no rain day. Because a couple years there was. Mm-hmm. because of this happened when I was in the points that there was, it rained out and there wasn't one. So there was one. So I looked and I'm like, Hmm, I should, <laughs> you know, probably play the cards, you know, just in case you never know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the last race, it, it would work. No, at least the second to last race, I ended up being the last race worked out and, uh, you know, got the win. And that was a, a huge deciding factor. So how, how, how 
big is the championship uh, in the late models for you? What's it mean to you to, to win that? Well, this is our third one. Um, I mean, they're all special. Like I said, like everyone everyone says, I guess I'm just going to be a dead horse because we weren't playing on running for points, just like everybody said. But uh, my little man is getting more and more into the racing and absolutely bugged us every week to keep going. Um, just kept going. And we, we were, we always plan around the first few and we were in it and did the same thing. And then, you know, like everyone said, when you're in it, then at that point you got to commit. There's just, you know, it's hard to, to win these, you, you know, one bad night. And like Jeremy said, one bad night and it, it ruins your whole season. And, and we weren't that great this year, to be honest. We were just consistent and didn't have one of them major nights. And uh, it, it means a lot because my little boy was there every race, went testing with us, and it, it meant a lot. So it, when's he going to be in a race car? Actually, he's just will not. He's wearing me out every single day about getting <laughs> his go-kart going. So I think this year will be uh, be the year that he gets to, you know, feel it out with CPS. So has the, the drive for it. Because I told him, I was like, my old man's, from day one told me, you know, when you're out, when I race go-karts, you're going to be out there. You're not going to be sitting inside playing video games or playing with your buddies when, you know, the cart, you got work to do on the cart. And that's kind of what I got to instill in him that he got to see this year what it was running for championship because we tested a lot because we struggled. And the only way to get better is to practice and go to work and, you know, try to get that into him. And that works, like I said, through life too. So that's kind of what, uh, try to teach him some life lessons through racing justin we we talked to the other uh flat rock regulars is repaving the rock going to change the way the track races uh i believe so like they all said you obviously you're going to have so much gripping beyond the bottom i, I personally if you ask me I, i'd leave it alone because i love running the top <laughs> it's not it's not the easiest thing to do um takes a lot more you know uh, just a lot more car control a lot more just just getting up on the wheel and manhandling, right? Like you got to put it next to the wall. I can't tell you how many times people told me they thought I was going to hit the wall this year. Um, just what you got to do. And I think when they pave it, it's going to take away a little bit of that advantage on the outside. Now I get it from the, the standpoint of the street stocks because they're racing. When I race them, you could, you could start 15th. Regan Ford used to do it all the time. And he'd come up through there and win in a 25 lapper. That, that doesn't happen nowadays. So as far as, trying to do something for the racing and that you know field uh, i i think something's got to be done but as far as for me i'm i'm totally content with how it is i remember the days uh going way back with harold cook and then with his boys jerry and terry uh those guys would just park on the outside and and nibble their way forward and uh, i always thought that was pretty cool it, it it is a ton of fun um I mean, I mean, I think opening night, I ran like 30 laps outside of Scott Hand. I mean, just wheel to wheel, and I finished fifth. wasn't wasn't a great run, but I got I got the run. Hey, with Scott Hand's one of the best rounds, and run outside, never touched, and just had a ball. Like I came in smiling ear to ear, like I just won the race. But it was just <laughs> a ton of fun, you know. I, I can relate. That's why for me, yep. So that's why you know it, it, it's it's hard to do. It's I, I was a bottom feeder for a long time and never, you know, never knew but how to run the outside. But once you figure it out and, and get your car working up there, man, there's there's no more fun than just pulling out a line and going. I remember when I was a kid watching uh, Joy Fair do just that. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten that couple 
I've gotten that a couple times at the yellow car. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> so what uh, what would you say would be your most memorable night this past season and, and why? Uh, without a doubt, the last race. Um, the last race ended up being the one we won because we were terrible. I mean, we were, we tested the day before, um, thought we were really good. I mean, I, I had a lot of confidence going into that race. Go out for first practice, and I mean, we're just we're terrible. I'm like, oh, we're in trouble here. And we, I thought it was the tires, put new tires on, just no, no better. Like, so we worked heat race, did change, didn't really work. Then went back, we tested the game year some stuff, and then uh, actually. Jeremy Vanderbilt came to my window and asked me about something we tested and he said, did you try that? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I'll put them in right now if you want to help. I'm like, well, I'll wait till after the heat race and I'll do it if it doesn't, this doesn't work. And we made that change and man, it was just night and day. Just was a little tight in the beginning, but man, we went, got going and about 10 laps in and went to the outside and it just, man, it was just a rocket and it was, it, it was just very gratifying you know, you sh- mostly, like I said, most of it's because my kids there, and then you show them all the work you put into it, and then when you get rewarded like that, but we struggled all year, had a good run in the 150 and got close, but we burned the right front off at the end. But when he got to see that, and you know, and show him, yo, man, this is why we test, this is why we, you know, work in the shop all week. Um, that's what's most gratifying to me, and I told my old man the same thing. Like that's that was one of the most gratifying. I won all the big races championships so that one there just hit different because of you know the amount of work and learning and putting all your resources together to make it work gotcha ian uh, what was your uh, most memorable night this past season um well we won one early on i w- that one was a pretty good night but i had a kid pit next to me uh his name's justin peterman and he really had no help and we became friends and we started helping him and working on his car and one night we threw the kitchen sink at it. I go out and I lead all but the last two laps as he drives by me on the outside to take his first ever win. Well, that's and really cool. I was so happy for him. Yeah, I, I we, we we pulled down in victory lane, got a picture taken with him because it just to see somebody struggle that much and to know that I can help him just a little bit, it, it just felt really good. It, it, and so that one I probably want to remember the most this year. That's pretty cool. Your most memorable night. Yeah. Somebody else's win. But no, that that's definitely cool. What about uh, what about you, Justin? Oh, wait, we just we um, just as, we just covered yeah, that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, let me let me go back to Ian. What what are your plans uh, for next season? We're not a hundred percent sure yet. Um, we're thinking about bringing out our figure eight car part time. Um, Adam, my oldest son, is going to probably come out of his short little retirement he's had here and, and drive that. And then my uh, my younger two are gonna are gonna slip seat on uh, Adam's old car just to get a little seat time. And I think Dad's gonna run part time. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to commit myself to being there every week and enjoy a few other things in life. Is uh, yeah, Ron, let, me Ron, know, let me know how that works. Ron often says, if you don't want to run for the uh, the points, uh, skip the first two nights. I, I've often said that myself. I've always <laughs> tried to miss opening night. <laughs> Uh, Justin, what's your plans uh, for next year? Another uh, late model championship? Um, um, I'm going to try not to, that's for sure. I tried <laughs> doing it this year. It's just, uh, I mean, we got a template car here. We got a pro motor and a super motor for it. Um, trying to just do a little bit more traveling. I used to do that a lot, but it's so hard with kids. So kind of pick and choose what we're going to do. We still got the outlaw. going to go dabble in 
uh, everything goes according to plan, I will skip opening night so I don't get suckered in the points. <laughs> I've tried that. Um, but it's just so hard because, like I said, getting on the outside over there, it, it, it's literally it's a seven miles from my house. It's hard not to do it. Um, but we'll be there some. But you're going to try to do a little bit more of the template stuff next year, uh, kind of travel a little bit more and do some of the bigger shows and uh, just, just enjoy it more often. And then, like I said, hopefully we'll do a little bit with a little man and get some go-karts going. Nice. Uh, any sponsors you want to give a shout-out to? Yeah, I give a shout out to my buddy uh, Daryl Howard for um, Fairway Disposal. He helps me out. So um, give a real big shout out to my long term sponsor, uh, Dr. Cabot. He's been with me for 18 years and he finally retired last year. So I want to give him a shout out. He's been with me a long time. And then uh, I'm just give a big shout out to my parents. You know, they put they've started me since I was eight. And then uh, can't forget my wife and kids for you know, putting up with all the hours in the shop and all the time testing and that stuff. Uh, what about uh, what about you, Ian? Any uh, sponsors you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, I've got I've got Accurate Fleet Maintenance, All in Apparel, um, DDRE, Danny Doyle Race Engines. If it wasn't for Dan Doyle this year, I would not have made a third of my races. I can't tell you how many times we were in the garage till four or five in the morning, and he hung with us. Sixty eight years old, and he hung with us uh, right till the car went on the trailer and got on the road. So, um, big shout out to him. That's, that's young, right, Ron? 68? Darn, darn kids. <laughs> uh, are we going to see you at the uh, hangover race at Sandusky this year? Uh, yep. We've already started working on the car. All right, we'll wait. have the, we'll have the Mustang for that one. Very nice. I'll, I'll be there in something. I'll be there. I don't know if I'll be in something or no, not. You will. You know, it. we'll see. Uh, Justin, Ian, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, taking the time, and congratulations on uh, your championships this year. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having appreciate me. It. Thanks, guys, and good luck in 2024. 20, yeah. yeah. Next year. <laughs> Thanks, Thank guys. you. Yeah, we'll see you. All right. Ian Jezelo and Justin Schroeder. That's it. Uh, final two champions there again. Uh, Jezelo, the B-Main for the Street Stacks, and uh, Schroeder there, the Outlaw Super Late Model champion. So I think we got everybody. They got a lot of champions between Toledo and Flat Rock, don't they? do. They? Hmm. Almost oh. enough to have two six, separate six, champions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, real quick, uh, got to mention Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race. Uh, f- check them out at oakshaderaceway.com. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Uh, before it gets banned because uh, China's spying on, uh, they're they're learning all the Oakshade stuff. That's it. Uh, Ward's gathering coming up on Saturday, November eighteenth. That's a week from this Saturday. Yes, it is. Yeah, one to four at the Fulton Building. You can come anytime. Uh, I did confirm. I did. I had a long conversation with Pam on Tuesday night. Really? I accidentally called her. And well, how how can you not have a long yeah. <laughs> conversation with Pam? Oh, uh, it's I mean. I'm, no, I'm looking forward to next year. Let's just say that at this point. No such thing as a short conversation with a lady. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I did confirm because I remember last week we kind of had the question, only the drivers can get the um, the, point fund, the money. point fund money and the awards for the most part. But you can bring people with you, hang out, mingle. There's going to be tables set up. You can have some food, sit down for a couple minutes or whatever. 
no charge for that uh, either. And it's from 1 to 4. 1 to 4 at the Fulton Building. And Charlie's going to be there, as you said, taking pictures of all the champions. And also he's going to have uh, his uh, Selling photos. pictures. Selling, Selling pictures photos. and all the other collectibles uh, he has there for uh, freeze frame. Get your calendar ordered for 2024. There you go. It's a, it's a freeze frame photo commercial within an oak shade commercial. That's it. Also, don't forget DCR Graphics. Uh, they do full wraps, and they specialize in banners, stickers, diecast, T-shirt designs. We got uh, this one we're giving away. Uh, again, hashtag DCR in the comments. We'll be giving this so uh, Better turn it around. Yeah, there Scott. we go. Looked good to you, don't it? It did, okay. didn't. I could see it just fine. Um, DCR Graphics makes those. Uh, you can get Hammer Down Race. You can't get this one. This one is not available for sale. You can only win this one. But you can purchase the regular Hammer Down Racing Report window sticker that looks like this. Five bucks, he'll mail it to you. Uh, no extra charge for shipping or anything like that. And either one will get you in the Hammer Down Army. And either one, if you have a race car, slap it on your car, take a picture of it, give it to us, or shoot, send it to me or whatever, and uh, we'll add you to the Hammer Down Army and report on your finishes uh, next season. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure every – or run the hangover race. We'll report I was gonna, on that, too. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. That's started, when next season starts. early. Uh, you can lock in 2023 prices right now if uh, you order before November 30th, because I guess prices are probably going to go up, uh, materials, right. et cetera, are going up. So if he can get that stuff uh, locked in, he can order that stuff now. Bef- if you have your order to him by November 30th, then you'll get the, you know, you don't necessarily have to have everything done and laid out by the 30th to put your order in. But if you put a down payment in and you say, this is what you're going to want, then he can get that stuff ahead of time. So you you save a little bit of money uh, on that. Uh, He's also got gift certificates available. uh, DCR graphics locally owned and operated. And uh, you can call or text Dale at DCR graphics, 419-308-9523. Check him out at uh, facebook.com slash DCR graphics. And uh, if you visit his uh, d- Facebook.com slash DCR Graphics, he's got a chance for you to win some Chase Elliott T-shirts. Really? He's going to come in on the show and uh, draw the winners for that. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, probably two or three weeks. Three weeks, I think. The week after uh, Thanksgiving. When we wrap up the track champions. No, because that won't be until middle of December. There's a lot of tracks. we got Lima Land yeah. to go, oh, Butler, yeah. Fremont next week, uh, Sandusky. So we still have – and we have holidays in there, so – yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hangover race gonna be coming up soon. Um, show us your hammer down stickers uh, on uh, your race car, and uh, we'll include you in the hammer down army. That's it for that. Also, Dominator Race Products—they have what you need to be in winner circle. Dominator with thirty years of experience to put you out front. Uh, check out their hoods, fillers, doors, quarters, and their composite uh, ultimate body panels. They don't. Uh, they're better than. Well, I don't know if they're better. They're different, and they don't dent like the. Uh, uh, they, they spring right back out. Spring right back out, yeah. Uh, you can uh, check those out at uh, dominatorraceproducts.com. You can also uh, order direct, uh, 419-923-6970. Dominator Race Products are also available from your local reputable race shop. Got some news to get to before all we do. All over the U.S. All over the U.S. and in Michigan at Ron Miller Race Cars. See that? I threw a Ron yeah. Miller Race Cars commercial within wow. a Dominator commercial. We're bundling. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel so progressive. You should call me Flo. Racing. How about we do this? Latest racing news. At the uh, conclusion of the second stage of Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity race, uh, the field hit uh, pit lane for a round of pit stops. Sammy Smith pulled into his pits. A huge fire broke out on the left side of the car. 
A uh, crew member was fully engulfed in flames. The crew member very casually walked out of the fire with his uh, fire suit on fire. He walked slowly toward the fire safety crew, pointing at his suit that had flames on it. Uh, the safety team sprayed down the crew member and then extinguished uh, the fire that was on the ground uh, at the side of the car. Uh, the crew member, who uh, was on fire a few seconds prior, went back to work uh, changing the right rear tire. Actually, I think it was the left rear tire. Yeah. My copy was wrong here. Left rear tire. I remember watching the video. And uh, he was waving off the fire extinguisher after uh, he was done because he was still spraying like right where sure. he's trying to hey, change hey, the tire. Get out of here. I'm uh, trying to change this. After his stop, the crew member was invited for a ride on the golf cart to the medical s- center, but he stated, quote, I'm fine. Uh, the team still wanted him to get checked out anyway. Yeah. But, uh, dedication there. That, that, yeah. That's true racer, though. Lawrenceburg Speedway promoters uh, Dave and uh, Kim Rudisell announced their retirement back in August. The track is owned by the city of Lawrenceburg over there in, uh, was that, Pennsylvania? Yes. And uh, they began to search for new promoters. It was announced earlier this week that STM Motorsports, Inc. will be the new operators for the next four years with a uh, option to renew after that. Well, and that's awesome. I, I, I'd hate to see that, that cool. I know there was, yeah. Clothes. When they yeah. announced that there was a lot of uh, what's going to happen now, and it sounds like uh, track's going to keep operating business as usual. There you go. Uh, Fremont Speedway has begun the uh, process of resurfacing the track. About a hundred loads of uh, fresh clay uh, are being, or have been delivered. Uh, seen some video of them working that in. According to Rich Farmer, the new promoter there, uh, who was the old promoter, but now he's the new, the new old promoter. promoter yes. Right. Um, it wasn't so much that they were upset with the surface. It's just that the surface it had gone away. It had eroded so much that it was becoming an issue where the, the, the roots of the walls were becoming a, a factor. So, yeah. So that's been, that's, that's going to be a good thing and they're yeah. doing it now. So the track should be ready. For I, know, ap- for I know a April, few tracks working on things a- now. April 6th, I think, is the opening their eclipse date. weekend. Yeah, because yeah. they're going to do something for the eclipse. I saw yeah. that. Um, here's the big news that everybody's been talking about this week. Can you guess what I'm going to talk about? Flow racing. Well, it has a little bit to do with that. But uh, Kyle Larson, Brad Sweet opened up a bit as uh, to their plans with the High Limit Racing Series uh, and the recently acquired All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, this news what well, came out Monday or Tuesday, so some right. of this is a little old by now, I guess. But uh, but don't go away. There's yeah, more. Oh, yeah. The series there's there's a there's a lot to cover here. The series will be combined under the High Limit Racing banner with more than 50 events planned in 2024. There will be mid, a midweek, uh, or I'm sorry, there will be midweek races called the Midweek Money Series, a little sub series, if right. you will. Uh, that will have a separate point fund of $100,000. The series uh, will no longer have a regional footprint, talking about the uh, All-Stars, and will be a national series and shows that uh, pay up to $100,000 to win with a minimum of $10,000 to win. So the smallest shows will be $10,000 to win. Point fund will award $1 million, with the uh, championship team and driver collectively receiving uh, 250000 And uh, bear with me here because I, I this kind of kept yeah. going. Ohio Sprint Speed Week will still happen in oh. uh, 2024, and High Limit Racing will have an announcement about that soon. That announcement happened on Wednesday, yesterday. 
that uh, they formed High Limit Racing's formed a strategic alliance with Fast on Dirt series, right. and uh, they're the regional 410 or Ohio-based uh, 410 wing sprint car series. The partnership will guarantee the continuation of the historic Ohio Sprint Speed Week in 2024 and into the future. Through the partnership with High Limit Racing, Fast will schedule, manage, and execute all Ohio Sprint Speed Week events with the uh, support of High Limit and its resources. The two series will also work together to build schedules that complement each other and maximize opportunities for the drivers and teams in the region. Um, and there was... Uh, yeah. Some more things. Uh, pretty much, uh, we were kind of talking before that. Uh, before we went on the air, High Limit pretty much bought uh, the All Stars too. Bought All Star just to shut them down. Yeah, and now it seems as though they're trying to compete uh, nationally with right. the World of Outlaws. And uh, I mean, it sounds like they're doing a good job of it. But, yeah. but I mean, which is fine, and that's a good thing, I think. But at the same time, we're losing the All Stars, which is uh, which was quite a history, kind of a regional series you know well, it started that way but it, it got kind of big but it was a step down yeah. from world of outlaws and, and it, it was a great series um i i understand that uh some of the tracks that had been very loyal to the all-stars have not as of today been contacted uh about flow races so there, there's some real concern there you ready for this one but I'm showing our Twitter. I did a Twitter poll this morning uh, asking uh, folks if they approve or uh, disapprove of what the uh, high limit uh, racing. Well, in the All Star Series, Scott had a big presence in in our yeah, area. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent disapprove of what's right, been going on. Right, and that could have been two people. We don't know. It was, but... No, it was seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> so on to the rumor mill. Understand that twenty twenty five. Flow Racing, uh, Brad Sweet, may be acquiring Lucas Oil late models. I did hear that. They did announce that they're going to partner some events because uh, Flow Racing uh, covers all the uh, Lucas Oil races. Right. And Flow Racing was the uh, the official streamer of uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions as well. So it kind of makes sense that they would pair up and do some shows with alongside the uh, the Lucas Oil, and, late and it may series, be more than just pairing think, up alongside. So you think that that's kind of setting things up to, uh, we're going to do late models too? Yeah. And what would that mean for the, do you think, see, that's already a what, national what, what, series. What, though, what so. do you think about a tandem series with. World of with, Outlaws. With, with Flow Racing uh, and. World of Outlaws and uh, they got sprints, they got late models, they have uh, Dirt Vision. So are you yeah. saying that it's going to be the flow version of that? The flow with, with, with Lucas Oil. Flow Lucas Oil late models and flow uh, high limit. And let me ask you why not? I mean, it's good for flow. Kyle and Brad have the money to make it happen. Yes, they do. Tony had the money to make things happen. Yeah, I wonder how he feels about this whole That's, thing. I'm very curious about that, too. I was wondering that, too. You know. He was very loyal to the All-Stars. Yes, and, he and, was. And, 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 and made it work well. And to have them buy it from him and then basically shutter it. Um, Do you think, that, I mean, you would think there would have been some kind of clause in the uh, in the purchase agreement or, or something. Yeah, he maybe just figured it was time. 
I, I, mean, I don't he know. He is getting into drag racing, so maybe he just yeah. didn't have the time for uh, it. Uh, it with Eldora. Stand by, folks. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a great ride. Sprint Car uh, World is uh, in a little bit of disarray. Uh, hopefully, uh, I haven't reached out to Cap, but uh, he's one of the uh, Fremont champions. Cap Henry, he's been on the show quite a few times. Uh, hopefully, we can get him on next week and get his uh, take on how he yeah. feels all, all this is going to affect things next year. Uh, speaking of um, top-level Sprint Car action, a pair of six-figure World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink uh Sprint Car Series events will highlight the four-day BillionAuto.com Houston's High Banked Nationals. That's coming up June 19th through the 22nd of uh, next year. The marquee event in June kicks off with a uh, new two-day 100,000 to win Houston's High Bank Hustle. That'll be the 19th and 20th, followed by the even bigger June 19th and 20th, uh, followed by the even bigger two-day 250,000 to win, 5,000 to start, BillionAuto.com, Houston's High Bank Nationals. That'll be June 21st and 22nd. The uh, $250,000 to check equals the largest payout in World of Outlaws history, which was established uh, last season uh, at the same event. Each of the opening night races, because these are two two-day events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the opening night, uh, June 19th and uh, June 21st, uh, that's a 20000 to win. Show. Scott, I'm thinking maybe we should pull some of the hammer down sponsor money and buy ourselves a, a sprint car. Yes. And take it out on the road. You might have enough for uh, a few tear-offs or something, yeah. but yeah, we'll pull together. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. <laughs> uh, due to the uh, deteriorating forecast, uh, officials have decided to cancel this weekend's Castrol Flow Racing Night in America season finale scheduled at Sonoya Raceway. In uh, in Georgia, I believe that's where that's at. Yeah, so there goes uh, half of our uh, uh, racing menu for this week. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Not much uh, left to choose from. Uh, uh, don't forget hashtag DCR in the comments of our uh, Dean seems to think that Tony knew that that was going to happen. I don't know. Dean I should I, know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that surprises me though, really. That he would yeah, be Tony with. walked away with a bunch of money and I guess yeah he can buy plenty of Tylenol no more headaches and more uh, drag cars. Yeah. Um, so uh, no hammer down hotline this week, but if you'd like, you can always call the hammer down hotline. If you got something on your mind, you just want to get it off. Uh, you think of during the middle of the week, whatever. Just uh, write this number down on your hand or something so you don't forget it. It's four one nine three one eight three zero eight one four one nine three one eight. 3081, call or text it. You can even text it anytime, day or night, and uh, share your thoughts with us. Uh, we'd like yeah. to know your thoughts on the High Limit uh, a deal with the, uh, the All-Stars. Well, and if there's something controversial you want us to talk about, throw it at us. There you go. Now uh, let's do uh, let's give away some pizza. Yep. Some big D's. Yeah. How many? Speaking of Dean Henry. Uh, last week, uh, last week's how many was officially how many caution laps, uh, were going to be in Sunday's, uh, cup race at Phoenix championship race. But I, right. I believe I mistakenly also said at the beginning, how many cautions were going to be in that. So what I did to make up for that was that I was picked who was the closest to the number of cautions and who was closest to the number of caution laps. Really? Yeah, and as far as us, we did the caution laps. Right. And, of course, you know, you picked uh, uh, 26, and I picked 28, and the number was 27. 
<laughs> we talked about <laughs> yes, that. I know. Dead exactly. heat. So 27 laps of caution, and there were four cautions. No, no pizza for either of us. Nope. No pizza for either of us, so I don't know who gets to choose first this week. But, uh, so we did have two uh, winners going to have to spin the Big D's pizza wheel to determine this week's winner uh, because we had uh, Karen Van Pelt, who was uh, closest to the number of cautions with six, and also Nancy Shanauer, who uh, was closest to the number of caution laps with 25. So how about we spin that Big D's pizza wheel to figure out who is going to win this week's How Many and a Free Big D's Pizza? And around it goes. And it's going to be... She's been winning quite a lot recently. <laughs> you should buy a lottery ticket, Nancy, if you haven't done so already. Congratulations, Nancy Shanauer is uh, this week's How Many winner. So she's got herself Big D's Pizza. 30 days to claim your pizza. Uh, this week's how many was going to be how many late models are we're going to be at the Castro Flow Racing Night in America thing. Uh, had to scrap that at the last minute. So, uh, yeah, no, no, don't start with a bunch of zeros, folks. Uh, that is not going to be this week's how many. So don't put any guesses in yet. Uh, this week's how many is going to be right there. How many USAC midgets will be in competition at Bakersfield on Tuesday? That's the USAC NOS Energy Drink uh, National Midget Series. I believe uh, Jade Avedisian will be in, in action oh. in that. That's the, the California swing. Right, so that right. starts on uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday night, how many midgets will be in competition at Bakersfield Tuesday night there? I have no idea on this one. Going to be on TV? I would imagine. I believe those are. Dave Dave would know, obviously. No, wait. We tied. Who goes first? I, exactly. I don't. It doesn't matter at this point. Here, let's switch back over and see. Well, we got 45 or 21, 35. <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a big range Good number, there. Gary Cole. <laughs> you go first since uh, I'll concede to you. Age before beauty. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> and it's a national midget series. Nothing, and a Tuesday nothing, night. Nothing else going. Nothing else going. Nothing this weekend. 28. 28? Well, then I'm going to go 29, so that way we don't tie again. Uh, put your guess in the comments of our It's on Flow Racing, according to Dave C. I Thank told you, David. You know, so we can watch on uh, uh, Tuesday night. Um, but put your guess in the comments of the Facebook Live or the YouTube Live. You can do so up until Tuesday. At uh, So if you're one of the people that listen to us later in the weekend on the podcast, you can still get in on this one. We'll say Tuesday. At, no, it's in California, yeah, so it'll so, be three hours later. Yeah, well, I don't know what time it starts. Uh, four, let's call 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. I was going to say uh, 5. 4 o'clock Eastern time. 5 o'clock Eastern time. 4 o'clock Eastern time. All right, yeah. we'll go with that. The man has spoken. You have until Tuesday at 4 o'clock to get your guess in. So if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever, or you're down in Australia and you want to win a pizza from Big D's Pizza? There you go. Uh, you see, I have until Tuesday to uh, put your guess in. So there you go. And again, it's only in the Facebook Live or the YouTube Live in the comments. Just put a number. That's it. Put it in once. If you edit it, you get black flagged. If uh, you put it in after 4 p.m. on Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, United States Time, then you also get black flagged. So there you go. We'll find out the winner next week. So with that, let's uh, move on to our uh, racing menu for this Okay. Weekend week. This weekend, we got to do DCR Pizza too. Racing menu. 
We'll get to the DCR. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's coming up right after this. I didn't know there was going to be. No. Racing venue for this weekend? Well, you got USAC NAS Energy uh, Drink National Midget Series uh, events, uh, first of which at Baker's uh, Field Speedway in California Tuesday night. Then they're at uh, Place Pla- Placerville? Placerville? Placerville. In uh, Placerville Speedway, Placerville, Can- California, Thursday through Saturday of uh, next week. That's November 16th through the 18th. Uh, they'll be there. So that's it. That's all the racing I really have for uh, coming up. Um no need for a weekend weather pit stop. So how about we uh, get right to that yeah. DCR thing, and then we'll wrap up the show here for uh, this week. Uh, again, if you haven't put in uh, hashtag DCR in the comments of our Facebook Live or the YouTube Live. You've got a couple seconds. You've got a couple seconds to do that, and you could win this uh, cool special limited edition DCR graphics hammer down racing report sticker. It's got names of uh, the DCR, or the DCR, the hammer down racing uh, report army. army. On the spoiler there, you can't really see it in that picture, but it they're there. And we're not going to peel the cover off. Oh, well, I could, but nope, I'm not. I am not going to do that because it peels off that way. So uh, that we stalled enough now. So if you haven't done put your thing, the hashtag DCR, then uh, you're too, too late. Because here we go. We are going to, let's see, how many we got? We got 19 entries there. Let's, uh, that is the wrong button. You. <laughs> I know. I saw myself. It was kind of scary. Uh, here we go. All right. Here we go. Drawing for the DCR Hammerdown Racing Report window sticker. Limited edition. Limited edition window sticker. Fresh off the press, too. Just got him. And Robin Johnson gets a limited edition. I don't even have one of these. so That's pretty special. That's pretty cool. Maybe she... I know a race car she could put it on. Yeah. Congratulations, Robin Johnson. You have 30 days to claim your window sticker. You can pick it up from Ramular Race Cars, or I'm sure we could probably make some other arrangements. So there you go. Or the Hammerdown Racing Report Studio. Yes. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. A little bit of an extended uh, Another show. hour with, and a half show there, well, Scott. Well, six guests. I mean, yeah. we had a lot of Good champions. Job. Good job. Congratulations, all the... Flat Rock and Toledo guys. Absolutely. It was cool that they all could make it too, because yeah. uh, a little hit and miss there earlier in the week. Yeah. Those asphalt so, guys—they're sometimes Scott, hard to wrangle up. Scott was panicking. I was not panicking. I was just thanks to associate producer Dave Kemmer, contributors John Young, Matt Swander, Bob Stazak. Uh, make sure to like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. I'm sorry, X at Hammer Report. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out at HammerdownRacingReport.com. we got the store on there. You can check out our shows. Anything you need to know, it's on there. Make sure to rate and review us as well. If, uh, and and the highly highly rated Hammerdown Racing Report swag. Yes, Can't the store. That. It's on. The I store, don't know if right. it's highly rated, but... Well, it is. Well, okay. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, DCR Graphics, Dominator Race Products, Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos. Yeah, that's it. You got it. I think, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, um, you're running out of time to do it directly through us because uh, soon it's going to go through our Evergreen Podcast Network. Right. Um, and they can actually attach you to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, so... You can focus what you... Uh, this could be cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could be good for our advertisers because it's the more to offer them than instead of That's just right. us, which I know we are enough for most people. 
and I mean that. But there could be more. And I mean that in more than one way. Um, don't forget to call the Hammer Down Hotline, 419-318-3081, anytime, day or night. Thanks again to this week's guests, Ryan Allen, Kenyon Knight, Jeremy Vanderhoof, Ian Jezelo. Gis- Gis- Jezelo, you got it. Uh, Josh Bunning and Justin Schroeder. Next week, we'll be uh, reaching out to our Fremont champions. And uh, well, I hope we can get Corey McCoy on. Yeah, I know. He's tough to get on the show. Yeah. And uh, Cap Henry, and uh, I don't believe uh, the 305 champion. He doesn't do radio. He doesn't talk. He doesn't like to talk to us or anybody. Not, it's nothing personal. But uh, So we'll be, hopefully have them on next week. But we'll, we'll reach out to him anyway. I always do. The invitation is always there. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday, 7 o'clock. Have a great weekend, and uh, we're out, I think. Right? No, we're gone. We're gone? Okay. Time, yep. to, time to go watch some football. We'll see you. Good night, folks. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.